Here is the closing Schwab market update for Thursday, May 4th. U.S. stocks fell broadly Thursday, leaving the S&P 500 index at its lowest level in over a week as worries about the banking sector flared back to life a day after a Federal Reserve meeting left investors with the impression high interest rates may stick around for longer than the market would like. PacWest was in the hot seat even as it released a statement late last night seeking to reassure investors following reports that the embattled lender might be considering selling itself. PacWest shares were down more than 50% Thursday, extending a string of losses that begun as turmoil engulfed the banking sector in March. Fellow lenders First Horizon and Western Alliance were each down more than 30%. Three U.S.-based regional lenders have collapsed since March, and investors appear increasingly concerned other banks could see their depositors flee, according to the Schwab Center for Financial Research. Additionally, banks' quarterly earnings have highlighted the haves and have-nots when it comes to deposit flows and asset sales, the Schwab Center for Financial Research says in a report. Quote, potential big bank buyers of troubled banks are holding back to get a better price and expedited approval process. That means stockholders of troubled banks can get wiped out as a potentially self-fulfilling run on the stocks can generate renewed deposit flight and make it impossible to raise equity or achieve a sale prior to a closure by regulators, end quote. Here's where the major indexes ended. The S&P 500 index was down 29.53 points, or 0.7%, at 4,061.22. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was down 286.5 points, or 0.9%, at 33,127.74. The NASDAQ Composite was down 58.93 points, or 0.5% at 11,966.40. The 10-year Treasury yield was down about 4 basis points at 3.364%. CBOE's Volatility Index was up 1.74% at 20.08. Financial stocks led Thursday's decline with the KBW Regional Banking Index sinking nearly 3%, to its lowest level since November 2020. Transportation stocks were also under pressure as banking sector troubles exacerbated recession concerns. Crude oil futures initially extended this week's slump, dropping under $64 a barrel to a 17-month low before rebounding. Thursday was one of the busiest days of earnings season with over 1,900 companies reporting results according to Yahoo Finance. The following companies reported quarterly results over the past day. ConocoPhillips reported adjusted earnings per share of $2.38 for the first quarter, topping Wall Street expectations by about $0.30, but was still down from $3.27 a year earlier as lower oil prices took a bite. The company also reported record quarterly production of 1.79 million barrels of oil equivalent per day and raised its full-year production forecast. ConocoPhillips shares rose 1.3%.
Peloton Interactive reported a loss of 79 cents per share, or about 30 cents more than analysts were expecting. The maker of pricey home exercise bikes also expects a decline in subscribers during the current quarter, CEO Barry McCarthy says in a statement. Peloton shares fell over 13%. Qualcomm's adjusted earnings per share of $2.15 met expectations, but the company also reported a 17% drop in handset chip sales and offered a less optimistic forecast, citing macroeconomic headwinds and weaker global handset sales. Its shares fell 5.5%. Royal Caribbean Group reported an adjusted loss of $0.23 per share, better than analysts had expected, and slightly higher than expected revenue, citing continued strong demand for cruising. The company also provided stronger-than-expected guidance for the full year. Its shares rose 7.2%. Shake Shack posted a net loss of $0.04 per share, which was smaller than expected, and said same-store sales rose more than 10% over the same quarter in 2022. Shares of the burger chain jumped nearly 17%. Shopify reported earnings per share of $0.05, contrary to expectations for a loss, and revenue of $1.51 billion, up 26% from a year earlier. Shares of the e-commerce company gained 24%. TripAdvisor reported a larger-than-expected net loss of $0.52, which partly reflected a $55 million tax expense resulting from an audit settlement with the Internal Revenue Service. Shares fell 8.6%. Apple, whose stock represents about 6% of the S&P 500 market capitalization, was due to report after the market closed Thursday. The iPhone maker had a weak holiday quarter and missed analysts' previous earnings and revenue expectations. Apple was expected to post quarterly earnings per share of $1.43 on revenue of $92.96 billion, compared with $1.52 and $97.28 billion, respectively, a year earlier. Investors will close out the week Friday with expected earnings from companies including Cigna, Johnson Controls, Warner Brothers Discovery, with Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway expected to report Saturday. The most market-moving numbers, however, likely will come from the Labor Department, whose employment report for April is expected to show continued erosion in hiring. Analysts on average expect non-farm payrolls to have increased 180,000 during April, according to Briefing.com. That would be a step down from the 236,000 added in March and the lowest monthly figure since December 2020. Monthly payroll growth averaged nearly 400,000 in 2022, according to labor market data. The unemployment rate is expected to edge up to 3.6% from 3.5% in March. Slowing job growth would bolster expectations the Fed won't have to consider additional rate increases this year, but also add to concerns about the health of the economy. However, that doesn't mean the Fed is likely to consider reversing course and cutting interest rates anytime soon, says Kevin Gordon, senior investment strategist at the Schwab Center for Financial Research. The Fed is not in pause mode yet. That's the main takeaway from the FOMC meeting, Kevin says. 
Fed Chair Powell was careful to keep the door open, even if slightly, to future rate increases, he adds, noting Powell's several references to tight labor market conditions and still high inflation. Powell also pushed back harder against the prospect of rate cuts this year, Kevin says. Quote, any such cuts would occur only in the face of weaker economic slash labor data. We clearly haven't seen enough, end quote.